starting out with my first record, Low, I was just fond of having my song on the local radio station. This record took me around the world to places I couldn't even pronounce. Welcome to a special edition episode of the Game Changing Attorney Podcast, recorded live at the 2023 Crisp Game Changers Summit in Atlanta, Georgia. This episode features an excerpt from my fireside chat with rapper, singer, and songwriter, known by millions around the world, the one and only Flowrider. And some of my peers that I looked up to that was very successful had never been there, and they would tell me like, man, don't take this for granted because I've never done this and things like that. I'm Michael Mogul, founder and CEO of Crisp, the nation's number one law firm growth company. I've built my business through practice, not theory. Crisp started with just $500 to my name and has grown to over eight figures in revenue over the last few years, earning a spot on the Inc. 500 list of the fastest growing private companies in America. Our approach has been to take everything we've learned about generating massive growth within our own organization and help the country's most ambitious and committed law firm owners do the same for theirs. In each episode of this podcast, I sit down with innovative market leaders from the legal industry and beyond to learn from those who thrive in the face of adversity, challenge the status quo, and define what it means to be a true game changer. I sat down with Flo Rida to discuss his inspiring journey from growing up in a tough Miami neighborhood to global stardom, the real story behind his high-profile Celsius lawsuit, which resulted in an $82 million verdict, and how he navigates various business opportunities and chooses which ventures he aligns himself with. I look for those who believe in themselves first and foremost. That is very important. Those are the people that are going to be loyal to themselves, respect themselves, and that just becomes contagious. That's coming up on the Game Changing Attorney Podcast. Before we begin today's episode, I want to remind you that we aren't beholden to any sponsors or run any ads on this podcast. This allows us to present all of our episodes raw and unfiltered. I'm not going to push any made-to-order meal services on you or try to save you any money on your car insurance. That being said, I have one small request. If you receive any value from this podcast, please give it a five-star review. Pay the fee so we can keep this podcast free. All right. Thank you for making out the trip. So you've just come from Brazil. Yes, yes. What a long trip. (laughs) So what were you up to there? Was it there for Halloween? A little both. I was there for a gig. Got a chance to enjoy Brazil a little bit, Sao Paulo, to be correct. Just your experience, traveling all these different countries all across the globe. How do you manage that from just a routine standpoint, making sure that you're energized? Health is well. So I know I'm traveling a lot. I know I'm on a lot of planes and et cetera. So I make sure I'm in the gym all the time. I have a trainer that travels with me. Also have a doctor that travels with me as well. If you can give people some context, I know just growing up in Miami, your childhood, what did the evolution look like to get to where you are today? Well, definitely. The first love I had was basketball, but that showed me that with having a dream, you have to put in the ultimate effort. So then became music. Growing up in my household was full of music. My sister sang in a gospel group. My dad played almost any instrument he sang, and that fell right over into my lap into doing music. Growing up in my neighborhood, I had guys who, they love hip hop. I grew up in the home of Two Live Crew, JT Money, Trick Daddy, trainer, those artists who I looked up to. And I just played with the music at first. And then when I got the response that I got, just traveling and doing shows around the neighborhood, I knew this was something serious and I knew this was something that I wanted to quantum leap in eventually after applying myself. And when you look back now, so I think at this point you've done over 100 million records sold. I'm still in disbelief, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with the effort, 
is at least 99% there. Yeah. So when you're in the studio and you're working on a record, do you know when you hear it, you're like, okay, this one, this is going to be a hit? Or do you just find out later and it surprises you? You know, it's funny. I think anything you apply yourself to, you should be passionate about. You should make sure if you're in, you're all the way in, that there's no plan B. And, you know, I like to surround myself around people that are like dedicated, who definitely is going to go overboard for what they love. And this was my passion. So anytime I'm in the studio, I make sure that the people around who's producing, they have some accountability and responsibility. So anytime I'm in the studio, I almost know, like, if the beat is right, I know I'm going to bring the level of expertise that I know just even rapping for almost 20 years before I became a professional. So I go in the studio already knowing, like, you know, I'm not going in here and to play around. I'm going to make this something that the world is going to enjoy. Now, everyone in here, I'm sure you all know at least one of his songs, right? Look, they're catchy. They catch every time you hear one, you just remember where you were the first time you heard it, just looking back. And I will say, I mean, you hear these songs everywhere. And this is a room full of lawyers, so even in court, we had a little video prepared. You probably know this one. Let's roll the video. Hello, can you go ahead and just put a 10, 15 second clip for that, whatever you have there? Uh-huh. Was also one of the top 10 hits, right? Yes, this was a top 10 hit as well. I tried to hold back, but you know, my music is like contagious, man. It's almost like hypnotic, you know, I couldn't hold back. So what was that experience like? So John Ustall, obviously you work with him, he's in the Chris community. That whole Celsius trial, like being there, what was that like for you? Yeah, definitely. Shout out to John Ustall and Kelly Ustall. They definitely was a great help. But I went in this thing knowing, I remember day one, when they approached me about this. And I've been doing this since ninth grade. He has the winning mentality and I have the winning mentality. So I know this was going to be a win and definitely through the grace and mercy and favor of God. So obviously 82 million, phenomenal verdict. But I got to ask you, like, what was this thing really about, right? Because you had already had a successful career. You'd already made a ton of money going into the whole Celsius litigation. What was that about for you? This was definitely about my truth. This was about teamwork. We started off, this was a thing that we were going to do from day one as a team. I knew my value. I knew all of the effort that I put in. And I knew the sacrifices that I made. And I knew that this was something second nature to me. That's why I chose to work with Celsius. This was my baby. I nourished this thing. So it definitely was a thing where I got emotional about it because of the fact that I thought we was family. But even more so, I think it's not about how things happen. It's how you react. So my reaction was still out of love and it's still love regardless. We got two cans of Celsius right here. So you still drinking Celsius? Of course. <laughs> so let's dive into entrepreneurship. Certainly, I'm sure you get opportunities, once in a lifetime opportunities, probably every day, if not every week. 
how do you decide what you're going to get involved with if it's a right fit for you or not? Oh, I make sure that anything that I'm involved with is second nature to who I am and what I stand for because I never want to be a part of something that I don't see the vision and I don't see it being successful. So it makes my job easy. It makes the person that I'm working with jobs easy. And that way, even in music, I knew the sacrifices that I made early on. So I just applied that as well as me being a fit guy. Anytime that I went to the gym, the more pain I went through, the more I gained. Definitely giving myself to anything that I was passionate about, such as selfies or the other ventures that I have, I already know that I'm going to be successful. I'm a risk taker, but for the most part, I like to dip and dive into things that I have the wisdom and knowledge about. And let's talk about team. I mean, big focus of this community is building a great team and having the people around us. I understand the people that have been with you, been with you for a long time. What do you look for when you're bringing somebody on board? Like, is it loyalty? Is it certain characteristics? Most definitely. I look for those who believe in themselves, first and foremost. That is very important. Those are the people that are going to be loyal to themselves, respect themselves, and that just becomes contagious. Basically, the team around me, like you said, they've been around me since some of them from the start of my career, you know, and anything that I have, what's mine is mine, what's yours is yours. And I like my team to be a reflection of who I am so that when they meet new people, it's all smiles. At the end of the day, we have no regrets. I know coming into this event, when we book speakers, sometimes they'll show up by themselves, maybe with one other person. They were telling us, you're rolling with 17? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what does that makeup look like? I know you mentioned you travel with a trainer. Who else comes trainer, with Trainer, doctor, lawyer. My artists, sometimes chef, guys that does my marketing, guys that does merch, et cetera. Gotcha. Now, I'm sure failure is a part of everyone's story. Can you talk about a time where at any point in your career where just things didn't go your way? Starting out, I was with a group called the Groundhogs, and it was that moment where we would perform at different clubs. And it would always come to this moment where people were like, you guys are good, we want to sign you. And then I ventured off and... I performed at a nightclub one night and rest in peace, my brother from the Two Live crew, he picked me up to go perform with him and I thought, yeah, you know, I've been rapping for a long time. I think this is the moment. That wasn't a moment. Years later, another guy from the group, Jodeci, Devontae Swing, shout out to him. He's definitely one of my inspirations as well as other people. I stayed with him for five years out in LA. No Christmas, no Thanksgiving. I'm a guy who grew up with seven sisters. I'm the only boy, I'm the youngest, I have a twin sister. So I'm like a mama's boy. So I sacrificed those five years and nothing came from that. It just shows me that sometimes what you're looking for might be right at home. You just have to nourish it because after all those times that I traveled, it was the one guy who's my manager today, the CEO who's a part of my company that I have today, and circle right back into the fact that now I'm 10 times successful with the guys who actually told me, don't go, stay with me, and I promise you'll have a promising career. I know you talked about that you were rapping for more than a decade before yes. really things took off. How does somebody know from your experience if what they're doing, they're on the right path and they stay on that path or whether they should change it up and go in a different direction? Because 10 years, you know. I think you know when you go out and people are complimenting you, people are gifting you, but more so you know when you tell yourself you're going to do this thing regardless of what people say. You have to be self-motivated, self-driven, and all of those perks, it definitely motivates you, but you just know when you know. And I'm a guy who believe in the gift of God. A lot of these things, people will say, I deserve this or that, but I know we all really don't deserve certain things. We just are fortunate to have gifts. 
And when you have a gift, just like if a friend of the streets give you a gift, you definitely appreciate it. But when you have a God-given gift, that's something that's very special. So I took the initiative to know that my gift came from God because I've seen so many things happen. So many people say good things about me and that motivated me. Now, the run that you've had hit after hit after hit, I mean, to have that amount of staying power in an industry not known for its staying power, what do you attribute that to? Oh, for all those times, the countless hours in the studio, the times that I've traveled 20 miles to a concert that was canceled, trying to submit my CDs, the times that I took a Greyhound bus to LA, not even catching a bus for the first time. That was me catching a bus for the first time. I had never even catching a bus back home in Miami. I didn't know it took three days to get to California. <laughs> and I'm out there, by the time I get there, I have a beard. I get out there, I have no money. I know I have my parents to call, but this was the thing that I set up to do on my own. So I was out there, I remember causing a bomb threat at the Beverly Center because I took my bag. I was thinking Beverly Center is nothing but high end over here. So I set my bag on top of the bus bench, going to the mall for a little bit because I heard that a lot of celebrities go there. I thought I was gonna meet someone to help me with my music. That didn't happen. I come outside, my bag is missing. I'm like, man, the first place I should probably go is to the gas station across the street. I go to the gas station, I ask the clerk, did he see someone with a bag? He was like, that was your bag? You caused a bomb threat. So now <laughs> I'm left to call the police station. I call the police station and I ask that they have my goods. And they were like, yeah, come right in. So I walk about three miles down to the police station. That was the wrong police station. It was another police station in Santa Monica. I get there, I walk there. I was starving at this point. I called my mom and I finally let them know that I had took this trip to LA. And it was like, boy, you crazy, you did what? You ain't got no money. So they wound up sending me some money, sent me about 300 bucks, and that was just enough to really get home, get a little bit of food. But when I got to the second police station, the police was just like, I can't release your bag to six in the morning. And he seen me there, he was just like, so why are you out here? And I told him, I came out here to pursue a career in music. So I started giving him my story and everything. He was just, you know what? I'm gonna give you your bag early. And if you ever make it in music, I'll be your police score for free. So. That's one of the stories that attests to the sacrifices that I made and that I was just like, I can't go back from there. I've come too far. I done made certain sacrifices that say I belong here. So obviously very successful career, continues to be successful, but I'm curious, what's driving you today? Obviously you made a lot of money throughout your career. You made $80 million in the Celsius suit, but you're still as active as ever. I think a lot of people would sit back, relax a little bit, but you're still getting after it. What's driving you? Man, it's so priceless. Like starting out with my first record, Low, I was just fond of having my song on the local radio station. This record took me around the world to places I couldn't even pronounce. And some of my peers that I looked up to that was very successful had never been there. And they would tell me like, man, don't take this for granted because I've never done this and things like that. So traveling around the world, send the smiles of kids to mid-age adults to older adults continuously every night, knowing that they can be making any choice to go do anything else. But that moment, time is priceless. We never get that back. We should never take it for granted. That motivates me. What's been the most interesting place you've been? That could be good or bad. I remember the situation where I got booked to do a gig in Sardinia, Italy. So I get there and I'm on this maker yacht. I see some kids running through the boat. I was like, oh, I'm gonna perform for the kids, the parents and things like that. Maybe like an hour go by. 
And they were like, we're ready to see you perform. I was like, where I'm performing at? It was like on the front of the boat. There was a spot in front of the boat, but I get there and there's only three young ladies there. I'm like, where's the rest of the people? They're like, no, just three people. <laughs> so that was very interesting because they definitely paid a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, so what does the future look like? If you're looking ahead five years, 10 years, what gets you excited? Well, the ventures that I have, the diversified portfolio I have from biotech to real estate to technology and just being the first in some of these areas, as well as I have a promising music career. I walk out and some people call me legend. I mean, <laughs> that as well as just having a great group of people around me that are visionaries, that they have passion, they're driven, that motivates me. If you could go back, let's say right when you were starting your career, knowing what you know now, what advice would you give yourself? My advice would be, in order to be blessed, you have to accept the process. I realized that I wouldn't change a thing because the process has made me great. The process has helped so many people around the world. The process and what I wanted to do things wasn't God's time and I'm on God's time, so. When you go back home, just the people that you grew up with, you still keep up with any of those relationships? Yes. Some of the people that I've grown up with, they're with me right now today. Some of the people with me on the road. I have a couple businesses in the community that I've grown up with. So a lot of time when I go home, I get the chance to see them. So I still interact. One thing about my mom, my family, we always thrive on. You never forget where you come from. This is what made you, you know, it's all about your roots. The roots is the route of overcoming the struggle. You know, and I overcame the struggle and I want to inspire and still be inspired. Well, let's talk about giving back. I know this has been, you know, philanthropy has been something that's been very important to you. What types of things are causes that you're passionate about? I have a charity called Big Dreams for Kids. And from day one, I recall one of the guys, I love playing football, but I was always shy. Even with me doing the music, I was always shy. And I recall going out to a, a youth football league and one of the guys, since I didn't want to play football, one of the coaches used to carry a radio and get the team hype. So he let me take on that position to get the team hype, playing the radio and everything like that. Basically, that motivated me to start my own youth football league the first year I started in the music. Right now I have over 10,000 kids for the Florida Youth Football League. That's cheerleading, that's track and field, that's basketball, that's football. And this is something that we work with the kids every day. And more importantly, we work with them is letting them know that education is first. And we have a couple kids down in the NFL and some that are on their way. All right. As we come to a close, because I know people would much rather see you perform than hear me asking questions. This being the Game Changer Summit, what does being a Game Changer mean to you? Oh, man, Game Changer to me, that's totally disruption, being disruptive, making sure that you leave a mark in history. You make history. When I woke up today, I told myself, I'm going to make history. And that's what game changer means to me. I want to give a huge thank you to Flowrider for taking the time to speak with us and perform at the 2023 Crisp Game Changer Summit. If you found this episode valuable, here are three free ways that I can help you grow your law firm. Number one, download the first chapter of my book absolutely free at GameChangingAttorney.com. 
Number two, you can shoot me a text at 404-531-7691 and I'll answer any question that you've got for me. And finally, number three, if you can leave this podcast a five-star review, it'll help us gain access to more influential thought leaders and bring their lessons learned here to you. For more information on our interview with Florida and other highlights from this year's Game Changers Summit, see the show notes for this episode in your podcast app or visit legalpodcast.com.